Bhagavatam, Canto 10, Chapter 90, last chapter of the 10th Canto, Summary of Lord Krishna's Glories. Uh, oh yeah, so this is text number 43. Okay, so say after, say after me. Deva, Deva Asura, Asura Ahava, Ahava Hatha Daiteya Yesu Dharuna Te Cha Upanna Manushyeshu Raja Gupta Babadibadire Devasura Vahatta Daicheya Yesudaruna Techotpanna Manushyeshu Prajagripta Babhadire Deva Surahava Hatta Daiteya Yesu Daruna Techotpana Manushishu Jajutta Babhadire Devasura Havahatta Daiteya Yesudharuna Techotpanna Manushishu Jagatta Babadire Deva Surya Mahatma 
Devasura. Among the demigods and demons. Ahava. In wars. Killed. Daiteyaha. Demons. Ye. Who. Su. Very. Darunaha. Ferocious. Te. They. Cha. And. Utpana. Arose. Manushishu. Among human beings. Prajaha. The populace. Duptaha. Arrogant. Babhadire, they troubled. Translation, the savage descendants of Diti, who had been killed in past ages in battles between the demigods and the demons, took birth among human beings and arrogantly harassed the general populace. There's no purport here. Ma Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Shimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasate Deve Gauravari Pachara Nini Vishesha Shunyavari Paschachade Sadarani Omangyaram Timaranda Syaganandana Shilakaya Chaksurum Viritum Jainam Tasmai Sumigurave Namaha Vanchakal Patrupyas Chakripasindu Vyeva Chapatipanam Padanavio Vaishnavavio so here at the, uh, the summary of Krishna's glory, it's talking about the uh, Yadu dynasty, the previous verses like in text 40, that it produced innumerable great men of famous deeds. Tens of thousands of years, one could never count them. I've heard, and it goes on, I've heard from authoritative sources that the Yadu family employed 38 million eight hundred thousand teachers just to educate their children. Who can count all the great Yadavas? But among the king them, King Ugrasena alone was accompanied by an entourage of thirty trillion attendants. These are the numbers given. Uh, <clears throat> of course most mundane scholars think these are exaggerations. <laughs> Prabhupada, however, took them quite seriously, these numbers. And uh, at the time when uh, Prabhupada was uh, touring the world, uh, there was uh, this big uh, uh, hullabaloo about overpopulation. And he said, actually, the earth can, can, you know, when the others were here, there were so many more people on the earth than there are now. No problem. Uh, and he pointed out, he said, uh, uh, if, 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 uh, if, if uh, parents have to care for children, if it's a burden of love, they manage. 
if it's if, if it's just an onerous difficulty, they don't. Uh, they find it impossible to do. So he said that at that time, because Krishna was on the earth and because the others were pious, the earth produced so much more. Treating the earth as a living being, as a mother earth, as we say mother earth, and the mother earth was loved by her children and served nicely and the uh, Lord was pleased. No problem. What he said. So these numbers were there. And he pointed, he thought this whole thing about overpopulation was uh, uh, was uh, not worth taking seriously. Uh, so, uh, so here we have these big numbers of the the entourages of the uh, uh, thirty trillion attendants, and so these numbers are there, and somehow or other they're they're able to. Uh, to do this, uh, and of course, there's the purport saying, "Yeah, we, we should we should say you know, there's a specific number, uh, and that, that that's what it was." So now it goes on uh, after talking about this. The the, the uh, first word here, uh, Dev Asura, a compound uh, joined by an. Uh, Devas and Asuras, uh, the gods and the demons. Uh, and, uh, Ahara Hatta, who had been killed in wars uh, among the gods and the demons, the Daichas, the, these, these demons. The Daicha is their family name, means the Children of, of, of Diti. As it says here, there were sisters, Diti and Aditi. And so the war, if you look at the history of the universe, there's basically Star Wars going on, uh, a cosmic interplanetary battle between these. Uh, you could say half-brothers, huh? the, the descendants of Diti and the descendants of Aditi, uh, the gods uh, and the anti-gods. Both of them uh, have, uh, yeah, it's an interplanetary battle. I mean, we're in the center of Middle Earth, you know, <laughs> the center of this, this battle going on. Uh, so this is this is a history of the universe of which we are ignorant. Although uh, people say there's a lot of things that you know we've been visited by by uh, uh, certain beings and, and, and flying saucers and all this other stuff. And uh, there's quite a literature on those people. Uh, uh, and that there's government secrets to uh, anyway, but but we do know that the that the the the, the, uh, the ones from the lower the the, the lower planetary systems, uh, Maya Danava makes these machines, and that's how they travel around. And uh, and uh, yeah, I take them seriously anyway because. Uh, when I was a child, my, my father, who was a military officer, um, 
uh, Sankisum College course, and he decided to give a paper on this issue of, of uh, the flying saucers. Are they real? He was supposed to give a t- talk on a controversial topic. And he had some level of security clearance, and uh, so it was the Air Force that was uh, had all the data. A- and he found out that things were so heavily uh, uh, secret that even with his fairly high security clearance, he wasn't allowed to see. So that meant that there's something to hide. If people are hiding things, then there's something to hide. And so he became convinced that actually the flying saucers are real. This is in the 50s. You know? And he wasn't like any guy, guy who would believe anything like that, you know, unless he was like very compelling evidence. And I think the compelling evidence with the was the heaviness with which any inquiries were were blocked, you know. Anyway, so um, so there's a lot more going on in the world than we know about. It's beyond our our comprehension. Uh, you know, if there's a spider crawling on the floor, will that spider know about what's going on in this room? Who these people are? Does it know anything about the United States of America? No, it doesn't know any of that stuff. But it's there. It just has no security clearance or access to find out what's happening. And we might, and we, we're in this cosmos. We're like insects. So, anyway, so anyway, so what is what this is saying is that between. The, the history of the universe is basically this cosmic battle between these forces, the, the devas who run the thing. Uh, it says the number of devas is, is 33 uh, koti, or they say crores. Prabhupada always says 33 million, but I think that's short because uh, a crore is, means there's 330 million devas. And I once had the occasion to ask Srila Prabhupada, if Krishna is all-powerful, why does he need so many devas to run the universe? And Prabhupada just looked at me and he said, you don't know how to run a universe, which happens to be true. Uh, uh, so so uh, that's what he does. He's got uh, big numbers. Uh, that many running the universe. And, and big numbers of the other side, too. They, 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 the, the, the demons, um, uh, live in, in Bilasvarga. They're not in hell. Hell's place for, you know, that's another place. The Christians have sort of conflated the, the, the two. But the, the demons uh, actually, actually live in Bilasvarga, and they're described in the Bhagavatam, which is not a bad place, you know. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 the sunlight doesn't reach there. Uh, their light comes from the jewels in the head of, uh, of snakes. Uh, so they have snake light, but apparently you can read a book by it and everything. You must be able to grow things. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, and so on. So the light sort of comes up from above. And uh, 
So these battles have been taking place. So Father Tom is full of these, you know, and and uh, Prabhupada has given the example, I'm sure it's somewhere in Shastra, that, that when you rub two uh, pieces of wood together, fire will come out. That's how you start a fire sacrifice, basically, by that method. Uh, one way, anyway. Uh, when you rub two pieces of wood together with a friction, fire comes out. So he says in these conflicts between the devas and the asuras, um, Krishna comes out. He, he tips the balance of scale uh, when, when this happens. But you see in this battle, I mean, Hiranyakashipu, uh, I mean, uh, managed to conquer Indraloka. Uh, the devas go into hiding, they're in exile because hostile forces have taken their, their kingdom. He was on the throne of Indra. Uh, 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 his ambition was bigger than any other, other, uh, any other the, the Daichas because he didn't just want Indra's position, he wanted Brahma's position. Because what he wanted to do, you, couldn't, you didn't have those controls from Indra's position. You could control a lot, but not what he wanted to control. He wanted to reverse the results of pious and impious deeds. He wanted to change karma, switch the polarities of karma around. <laughs> so that the more evil you were, the better you prospered. And, you know. <laughs> it's in the Bible you know, Very ambitious demon. So... Uh, uh, so, so again, when when it says here that when Krishna took birth, uh, uh, the, the demons took had taken birth among human beings again, and so again there was a conflict, uh, uh, and, and so to join in, so many uh, uh, yadus were there. They prepared the way for Krishna. They came, so it was all being set up for for this the, this conflict here. The word that's used here, uh, darunaha, uh, ferocious. I looked it up here in the dictionary. Let me get it up. Uh, daruna. Uh, the main meaning is. Uh, hard or harsh, that they're being described. Here's some synonyms, rough, sharp, severe, cruel, pitiless, dreadful, frightful, violent. Uh, it's a heavy word, huh? Um, so this is the, the kind of described here in the same way, uh, that they're ferocious. Uh, 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 and so, uh, uh, yeah, the Daichas, who were very ferocious and wicked, uh, uh, they, they, they took birth among human beings, and so therefore, yeah, Krishna uh, is uh, here to do his, his job. He tips the scale uh, when this happens. He comes out during that time. Anyway, there's no purport, so we'll... Go on, next verse, text 44. Let me just read the uh, Sanskrit. Tanigrahaya harina 
To subdue these demons, Lord Hari told the demigods to descend in the dynasty of Yadu. They comprised 101 clans, O king. The word translated as clan is uh, kula, families. I don't know exactly how you know you decide what's one clan or another, but uh, there was a hundred and one of them. So these are uh, the the devas. They join in. So everybody comes pouring in. You know, the demons come in and the devas come in. <laughs> For, for an episode, but this is a big episode because Krishna is going to take advantage. And this, this time, when Krishna appears, he goes beyond the requirements. Krishna appears once in the day of Brahma, so in all this, the, uh, the, the years of Brahma and all the days of Brahma, in this one day, Krishna comes. Instead of uh, 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 Vishnu incarnation, Krishna himself comes. So this is why we happen to be living in a, a, a very special uh, one day of Brahma when, when Krishna himself comes and does more than required. Uh, because the requirement is destroys the demons establishes the pious, and in this way he uh, rectifies uh, the, the balance, the proper balance. Uh, this is what he does. That's his mission. Whenever and whatever, you know, irreligion arises and religion declines, at that time he comes, and he reestablishes the pious. He does all that. But when he comes as Krishna, he does something else. That's why we have this Bhagavatam, which describes his Vrindavan pastimes. Uh, uh, what is the difference between Krishna and Vishnu? Well, Krishna is the private life of God. Uh, he's, because the, you think, think of it like this. Uh, Krishna has two characteristics. One is majesty, <coughs> majestic. Because he is, in fact, all-powerful, so majesty is there. And if you see that majesty, you feel very, very tiny, very attractive, his, his opulences, his greatness. Everyone's attracted to those kinds of things. Very, very, but you feel tiny. Because, in fact, the power balance between a, an individual jiva and Krishna is so incredible. <laughs> That, 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 that you, you simply feel like falling down and offering obeisance. This is a majesty. You know? He's got another feature, his madhurya, his sweetness. Uh, but when his majesty is on display, you don't have access to his sweetness. And even the people that are close to him, say Krishna and Dwarka, where that majesty is displayed, even the people that are, they know they're aware of it. You know, so he, 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 even they can understand the, his greatness. 
and, and so therefore when the Lord comes as Krishna he turns up the sweetness and turns down the majesty dial think of two dials you know so that the sweetness is overwhelming and once in a while you know the, you can find out that in Krishna this is Vrindavan so Vrindavan looks like a village little you know, you can still see them in some places in India before the development comes on, you know. Uh, but, but uh, you know, just a little tiny village where uh, every day the little boys take the cows out to pasture and different pasture grounds and, you know, nobody wears shoes and all those other kind of things. This is the little, little village. And there are these, these farm girls unsophisticated simple farm girls herding cows and so on this is this is predominant no not very impressive but that's Krishna's sweetness he hides his majesty what you see in the Brahma Samhita uh, you look at the field stones that they build their houses with each of those stones Although it looked like ordinary rock is actually chintamani. Chintamani There's trees all over the place. They live in the forest practically. They're almost forest dwellers. Uh, each tree is a kalpa viksha. Each cow, there's so many herds of cows, each cow is a surabi. And all those little village girls, everyone is a goddess of fortune. But you don't see that. It's, it's, it's hidden. It's hidden. If, if, if you, you, you know, we have a description of a big battle that's fought for one Surabi cow. You get, you get a Chintamani stone that can turn every other thing into gold. Yeah, your wealth is made. You have even more than Donald Trump. You're successful. One, one Chintamani stone. One Kalpavriksha, you get whatever you want. One goddess of fortune, people are playing all the time to Lakshmi, please come and stay, but everybody knows she doesn't stay very long. Not only is there one goddess of fortune there all the time, there's a, there's a you know, whole village full of them. But it looks like an ordinary village. Because it, this, is, this sweetness is there. So that's what Krishna, he takes advantage, he comes and he shows him once in a day of Brahma. And then what happens uh, is, is that the same, uh, this, uh, the same yuga cycle that Krishna appears in, Lord Chaitanya appears. Because otherwise very few people would be able to recognize what happened. It says in the Chaitanya Charitamrita that when Krishna came, he brought the storehouse of love of God, but it was locked. But when the Panchatattva chanted and danced, they broke out, broke open the, the lock, plundered the contents, and gave it to everybody, didn't care whether who was fit or who's not. That's why we're here today. That's how, to, how we know about this. If it's otherwise quite inaccessible. The confidential knowledge, Prabhupada says. And he defined confidential. Not everyone will be able to appreciate it. 
So I think in a way it's a it's a secret. It's an open secret, but it's a secret because you can show it to Because in order to appreciate it, you 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 have you you have to be uh, to a certain level of purity. And how can I attain that level of purity? Well, we follow the the practices given by Lord Chaitanya, and then. Uh, uh, we can read. We can read this Bhagavatam, and we can we can we can feel it. Uh, but you can go to universities, and you, you you'll find people that all know Sanskrit better than any of us, and read Bhagavatam and have studied it and written and learned treatises on it. And they don't don't get it. They have no access to what's there because they don't understand. We have we have regulative principles in Krishna consciousness, and people think of these as moral regulations: no illicit sex, no intoxication, no meeting, no gambling, things that we do. These are moral rules. Oh, I've got my spiritual masters give me these heavy rules. I have to follow them, you know, otherwise I'll go to hell. They think it's all in the realm of you know reward and punishment, and uh, but these are not simply principles of morality, they are actually cognitive principles. They're the principles by which knowledge occurs. Knowledge depends upon sattva, goodness. And if, if our minds are contaminated, we look into Bhagavatam, we'll see a, a kind of not real Bhagavatam. But when, when, when the heart becomes pure, then Bhagavatam becomes intelligible becomes revealed. So this idea of revealed knowledge, people, oh yes, special revelation, oh, you know, not, not accessible. To, it's not special. You just have to follow the, the principles. You don't want to follow those principles? Okay. That's your choice. But you won't have access to this knowledge. I mean, at this point I get totally annoyed when they, when they talk about revelation like it's something that breaks the laws of nature. Knowledge depends upon sattva. And when, when one is in sattva guna, you can begin to understand things like just the basic entry level Krishna consciousness, I'm not the body, I'm the spirit soul. And you're in a position then to see uh, other things. It's true, sattva is a material mode of nature, but that sattva can be further purified and you can understand these things. So, uh, that's why I believe this, what I'm reading here, that other people may think it's beyond belief, but uh, uh, I, I accept it here. Uh, we just have a few minutes. I'll read the, other, the next verse. has no purport, and then tomorrow there's a big, long purport. So we'll just... Uh, Text 45. Tesham Pramanam Bhagavan Prabhutte Nabhavadhari Yechanur Bhaktinastasya Pravidhu Sarvayadavaha Because Lord Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Bhagavan, Prabhupada's translation of Bhagavan, the Yadavas accepted him as their ultimate authority. He is the Pramana. And among them, all those who were 
there his intimate associates especially flourished. Those who were very close to him. They all prospered, but especially those who were intimate uh, with him, they they increased, you might say. And then one more text without a a, uh, purport. This begins with a list. Shayana Shayanas Naktana Lapa Kridasanadi Karmasu Navidu Satam Navidu Santamatmanam Vishnayo The Vrishnis were so absorbed in Krishna consciousness that they forgot their own bodies while sleeping, sitting, walking, conversing, playing, bathing, and so on. That's the list. <laughs> so they always, they forgot their own bodies. Srila Prabhupada, Kiji, Jai, Shema, Bhagavatam.